The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mary and Kisa podcast, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. I'm Mary Preston, and with me, as always, is Kisa Amaro. Kisa, give us a little background before we get into today's topic. Hello, friends. I am Kisa Amaro. I'm a certified integrative nutrition coach, and I work with mamas to help them lose weight and gain energy to keep up with their little ones by stop dieting and start eating foods that work for them. I see clients one-on-one to give individualized support to help them reach their health and weight goals. I am currently working with local businesses on Guam through corporate wellness coaching. You can follow me on Instagram at clean living underscore dirty world or Facebook at Kisa Amaro Health Coach to get meal inspirations. And be on the lookout for my new website coming soon. It will be kisaamaro.com. Coming soon. Yeah. And hello again. I'm Mary Preston. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a life coach. I work in a group practice out here in Fort Collins, Colorado. And then I also work with clients online. So uh, my specialty has become dealing with uh, what we call like addictions, bad habits, or I like to call buffering. And that's any activity you participate in in order to distract you from your feelings. And that could be anything like drinking, eating, drugs, television, social media, shopping, all of that stuff. And so I'm working this year on helping all the mental health professionals get control of their drinking And I've got a six-session program out. It's super cool. Um, And I'm going to be doing a free webinar, I think, in two weeks. So let's see. This podcast is – we're recording on the 18th, February 18th. And so that would be around the end of February. I'm going to do a free webinar. I'm going to teach you all about it and walk you through it. And if you decide that you like it, come on in. Sweet. Yeah. So anyhow, on to our topic of the day, which is really exciting. We sent <laughs> Kisa, we sent Kisa on, on assignment. Uh, I, I paid for her trip to Bali. <laughs> Special for this podcast. Exactly. Yep, no, I didn't yep. pay for anything. Kisa went to Bali, which <laughs> coincided luckily with, uh, with healthy eating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love my job. I, yeah, you know. No, yeah, you travel, you travel, you taste things. So I travel and I eat. Yeah, yeah, travel and eat. We so we decided, you know, since Kisa was going to Bali, um, to to kind of send her off with the mission of thinking about like what the challenges are in eating on vacation. And so she's been paying attention and being intentional and she's got a whole bunch of information for you guys and I'm just going to kind of ask her some questions and she's going to give us some info. Awesome. Sound good? (laughs) That sounds great to me. (laughs) Yeah. So Kisa, hello. Hello from Bali. 
Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about, um, so I had to, I had to Google maps, Bali. Um, I had to find where it was on the, on the world. Mm -hmm. And so why don't you tell us a little bit of like where you are, how long you're traveling for. Okay. Um, We are on the beautiful Island of Bali, which is in Indonesia, uh, which I would be considered Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. Um, Indonesia is a fairly large country um, that has multiple islands. So Bali is just one island in the country of Indonesia. And it is um, different from all the other countries because the main religion here is Hinduism. And so it really, um, you see it everywhere versus the rest of of Indonesia is their main religion is uh, uh, Muslim. So it's definitely different from the rest of the country in the sense that um, there's Hindu temples and you see offerings all over because they do three offerings a day. Um, So it's like these little like um, baskets made of palm leaves and then they put like rice or flowers or candy in it and incense as an offering. So yeah, you see like, you know, it's definitely different from any other island that you go to in Indonesia. And yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it sounds gorgeous. (laughs) We are traveling for a total of 18 days with two full days of travel included in that. Oh, two full days. Yeah. So to get here, took a whole day and to get back, took a whole day because we have to fly to Manila. Mm. We have a layover and then we fly from Manila to... Bali. Okay. So how long were those flights? Um, so the flights are about four hours each. Okay. So from Guam to Manila, uh, just under four hours. And then we have the only thing that kind of sucks is that we have a really long layover. And um, yeah, just figuring out what to do. (laughs) I have a visitor. She just opened the door and came in. Perfect. <laughs> <It's cute. laughs> um, sorry. That's all right. We were we were uh, asking about asking about the uh, the flights, the the length of the flights and the layovers. Yeah, so two four hour flights essentially, and then we have a ten hour layover in the middle. Um, so hour layovers with a toddler are a little different than maybe 10 hour layovers with just you and your husband or you and your partner. Um, so it's like a whole new, like, okay, what do we do? But they have, uh, the mall of Asia is right there. Um, close to the airport. It was like a five to 10 minute taxi drive. And it's like this huge mall. They have little play areas for kids. So we took Antonia to this play area and she just played for, you know, a couple hours and we walked around the mall, had some, some food. And then we went back to the airport. Fantastic. Yeah. So since we're talking about kind of eating healthy, that's the the Mm -hmm. focus of this. Um, And I know for me, the flights, layovers, change of time, like all of that stuff is such a I don't know, it really gets in the way of trying to eat healthy. So how was that for you on these flights? Um, so our flights provided meals, but as plain food goes, you never know what it's 
going to be. Could be anything. So it could be anything. So I definitely brought um, some food along with us, mainly for Antonia, like snacks for Antonia, because Mm -hmm. one way to entertain a toddler on an airplane is to feed them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Perfect. Um, So I usually, so what I usually bring is, or what I brought this time was hard boiled eggs, olives. So I drained them and put them in just in a Ziploc. So something I could throw away nuts, Laura bars, carrot sticks, um, artichoke hearts, same thing. I just got a can of artichoke hearts, drained them and put them in a, like a disposable container. Smart. Uh, I've never thought about yeah. olives and artichoke hearts on a flight, but I guess that'd be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty like uh, safe as far as they don't necessarily need to be refrigerated for, you know, you can go periods of time without refrigerating them and they're okay. They're not going to go bad. Um, yeah. Great. Uh, so the first flight we had pork adobo, which was decent and it was, we were on Philippine airlines, so it was served with rice. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, vegetables. So I ate, you know, I ate the pork and the veggies. I ate some rice and then I gave most of it to my husband. Um, and I shared some of that with um, Antonia as well. Right. And then in Manila, we went to the Mall of Asia and they have just a ton of restaurants. And we found um, a burger place that served grass fed burgers. So we got um, burgers without the buns. Nice. It was so delicious. It was so good. Um, so that was like our lunch because mm-hmm. uh, our, our flight was early in the morning. So it was kind of like we had breakfast on the flight and then lunch. Um, and then our second flight, there was, it was kind of like, you know, chicken, vegetable and rice option that I had again and, you know, ate the chicken and veggies um, and then gave most of the rice to my husband. Wow. Your, uh, your meal options sound they were, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I was really, um, expecting not to eat the food. So I was going to say, you know, if they didn't have like pork adobo or chicken and rice, what, what was the plan if it was just crap, (laughs) which is generally for me? (laughs) Well, I had hard boiled eggs. So, I mean, we definitely had a lot of food. It's not like, you know, so I had brought a lot of food and by the time we got to our destination in Bali, I still had, I had like a a little cooler, like a collapsible cooler that I used to put my lunch in for when I was teaching. Um, So like a lunch cooler. And I just packed that full of, of snacks and food. Um, And, you know, I, we didn't really eat a lot of it. Most of it was just Antonia eating from it. So we had a lot of, like, we had eggs left over. I think I brought six eggs for all of us. Right. Um, so we had eggs left over. We had olives left over. We had nuts and Laura bars left over. So we had a lot of food. We weren't, so basically if there was not an option, we would have eaten hard-boiled eggs and olives and artichoke hearts, you know, (laughs) so it wouldn't have been the most like glorious meal, but it would be, you know, something to sustain the hunger. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I guess even if you didn't have that, you in between, so four hour flights, I guess you can handle four hours of not eating. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. We can handle four hours of not eating and 
there are plenty of options in Manila once we got there. So very good. So we weren't worried. Yeah. So since you didn't really know too much about what it was gonna offer you, did you prepare at all? Like, did you bring anything? Did you prepare food for Bali? So the Wi-Fi was having difficulty, and we got a little bit of a delay. And so I was asking Kisa about whether or not she did any prep work in regards to food before she got to Bali. Kisa, what are your what are your thoughts on this? Uh, yes, I definitely did some prep work, and I highly recommend doing a little bit of prep work before you head to your destination, no matter where it is. Um, this will give you an idea of what types of foods in your area that would be healthy options. This way you can look at what's available to you as well as any obstacles that you may foresee. Um, so since we were traveling to a foreign country, I looked up local dishes that were popular in Bali and found that like main dishes are suckling dishes and meat cooked in spices and vegetable dishes are also popular. So there's definitely a lot of healthy options. Um, I also looked at restaurants that were around where we were staying and Bali is a tourist destination with the draw of surfers, yogis, and mm. people just wanting a beach holiday. So it's definitely um, a tourist area, and they're, they're familiar with uh, foreigners. Um, so there's plenty of restaurants that offer a wide variety of foods, including healthy options. So you can pretty much find any kind of cuisine, Italian, Indian, Mexican, Western foods, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free. It's literally never ending, and there's pretty much more options here or more variety than where I live. Oh, so. fantastic. <laughs> That's really good. I, yeah. So, yeah, for instance, we like in Guam, there's not really um, Indian options, and I love Indian food. And so we did go to Indian food one night. I was like, I, I need to get some Indian food. Yeah. <laughs> So, so did you just, I, and you know, I, I haven't really, I told Keith, I haven't really traveled out of, out of the country very much. Um, mm -hmm. So were you like, are you able to just like Google local restaurants and see what their menus are? Cause that's usually what I do out here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I mean, with the internet nowadays, it's so much easier to be able to do research um, so you can, some restaurants will have online menus, so you can check out the menu online even before mm -hmm. you go. There's TripAdvisor, which, um, you know, you can get reviews of different restaurants um, and just like different food blogs and, or people's travel blogs. Right. Um, you can look for like, say you're vegetarian, you could be like vegetarian, you know, healthy vegetarian restaurants in Sonora, which is the first place we stayed. And you could find just the Google sphere will have information <laughs> for you. Excellent. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure yeah. if, you know, if when traveling, because I know it's, you know, I'm used to being around here where I know that it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to just look up a, a restaurant in the menu and you can choose. From yeah. There. Yeah, yeah cool. I'd say I'd say Bali is pretty. Um, 
I mean, there's just, there's a lot of foreigners here. So it's mm-hmm. definitely a tourist destination. Right. So, so probably all the big have... tourist locations, you can do a lot of this yeah. planning. Yes, definitely. For sure. So, so what was your plan going into the trip? Um, <laughs> we use the word protocol, right? Um, yeah. And that's, you know, just don't really like to use the word diet. That sounds like you're restricting yeah. yourself, but kind of what, what foods were you planning on eating on, on your vacation? Yeah. So my philosophy, especially when traveling is when in Rome, mm-hmm. um, to a certain extent. And when I travel, I like to embrace the culture. And part of that is the food. And I want to emphasize part of that here right. and not the whole experience is not all about food. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to embrace and experience a culture of a different country, you know, including art, dance, music, geography, and the landscape. Um, so we didn't really plan our days around eating, but it is a part of the experience just as, you know, the other aspects are. So right now I'm in a place where I'm very aware of how different foods affect my body. So my digestion, my skin, and my energy levels. So there are some foods that are easy for me to stay away from right. um, and eat, or eat very little of because I don't like the way I feel when I eat them. So like mm-hmm. breads and pastas, um, like really sugary sweet things. Um, it's easier for me just to say no to that. Right. Um, so I'm not, I wasn't worried as much about what I was eating versus kind of how much and how often I ate. Okay. So with that being said, I plan on focusing more on sticking to three meals a day and no snacking in between. So that's what, and that's kind of what I've been really focusing on at home is just kind of getting rid of that, the whole snacking. Yeah. Um, because that's, that was really difficult for me. And I've basically been working on that like maybe the last six months or so. I could see that that could really help on a vacation. You know, if you just decide to have three really good meals yeah, and cut out all of the tasting, cause that's my, yeah. you know, on vacation. Yeah. So many like new things like, Ooh, there's like a little stand. I'm going to get something here. But if you just yeah. have like nothing in between your meals, that might be something helpful for other people to pick up too for a vacation. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we've been staying in a house with a kitchen. So buying food and making it at home um, is what we've been doing, especially for breakfast. Um, I think we, we went out to breakfast twice to this like amazing place called Soul in a Bowl. And I think I saw you. Didn't you take pictures? Yeah, I, I took pictures. pictures. <laughs> it, was amazing. The <laughs> it was amazing. Um, uh, I can't say enough about it. I mean, they have like a huge variety. So they have like, you know, smoothie bowls. Um, they had fresh juices. They had kombucha. They had um, like eggs and meat and veggies. So they have like anything and everything. And it was just delicious. Um, but yeah, we mostly made breakfast at home, which included eggs, meat, fruit, vegetables, um, water, and coffee or tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we planned on doing most like lunches and dinners out. Um, and then, you know, here and there eating, um, dinner at home and cooking it at home. And so basically kind of like my, what I like my plate to look like is to have protein, um, usually eggs or a type of meat, mm-hmm. um, vegetables and fruit. 
And since we're going to be, or since we are in, you know, an Asian country, uh, rice is very popular and it's kind of, it's their staple versus say bread in the U S. Um, so I'm going to eat rice, which I don't typically eat a lot of rice. Um, but I'm going to eat it and I'm going to stick to one half cup or less when I do eat it. There you go. Um, and then, um, I'm not a drinker, but if I were, I would definitely set a number of how many drinks I would consume each day and including what types as well. Right. Planning ahead for that. Um, Yeah. So that's, you know, pretty much my protocol, like my plan going into the trip. Right. That was what I had planned. So was there anything else that you had to plan ahead for? You know, what, what were some of those unknowns? Yes. So <laughs> there's a lot of unknowns when you're traveling. I mean, you can't, I mean, when you're at home, you're in your own environment, you have your schedule. There's a lot of things that you can predict. Um, but when you're traveling, there's a lot of unknowns. So since we were on a vacation in an area we're not familiar with, I was really focusing on my commitment um, and checking in and seeing, you know, how will this food make me feel and will eating this food serve me and get me towards my goal? Um, So really like how, how will this food make me feel? And I also like to focus, take the focus off of food and look at other areas that provide culture and entertainment Um, And having other experiences be the focal point of the trip versus just the food and alcohol. Yes. Being the focal point. Well, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, well, you know, I can't go out to eat without alcohol. And I'm like, how Mm -hmm. boring must it be? (laughs) You know? Yeah. How boring must it be if you need the alcohol to to make it fun? And I think it's Mm -hmm. such a great idea on vacations to think about, you know, like you're talking about, man, what if I wasn't drinking? what fun stuff could I be doing? Instead? Yeah. So much. Yeah, stuff. exactly. And yeah, in, in Bali, there's, I mean, there's endless possibilities mm-hmm. as far as, you know, things to do. Um, so really looking at other things versus food and alcohol. Cool. And then being flexible, you know, that, you know, things will not go as planned and that's okay. Um, there are circumstances where you have no control, but what you do have control over is your thinking about mm-hmm. those circumstances So just, you know, checking in with your thoughts, you know, there's been times when, you know, I like to eat an earlier dinner, but it always hasn't been possible and just kind of, you know, just being okay with it. And, you know, like, yeah, I wish I could eat dinner earlier, but it's not going to happen. So we'll eat later. I'm sure there's a lot of having to be flexible with a baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then also to just, you know, I am on vacation and I'm enjoying time with my family. And if I gain a pound or two, it's no big deal because mm-hmm. I know what I need to do to lose. If I gain two pounds, I know what I need to do to lose two pounds when I get home. Right. So, and it'll be a lot easier, you know, when you're back in your routine, you're, I have more control over, you know, the foods that I eat and I'm like cooking versus going out to eat a lot. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, I know that they're, you know, in, in Southeast Asia, they're, they just have different fruit than they do in the U S and it's like this beautiful, delicious tropical fruit. Um, like what? and, oh, they have like rambutan, uh. mangosteen, um, 
they have this fruit called snake skin, which is delicious. You must tell me about snake skin. (laughs) It's like, it's this kind of like the shape of a pear, but it's smaller. And the skin of it is literally like looks and feels like a snake skin. It's awesome. And then you peel it and you eat it inside and it's delicious. It's kind of a firmer fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's delicious. And then just like guava and papaya. So fruit, fruit lovers paradise. Oh yeah, for sure. Fruit lovers paradise. Yeah. And I, I do love fruit, but recently I've just been kind of slowly cutting back on fruit but knowing that there's going to be a lot of fruit here, I'm, you know, been like, okay, I'm going to eat fruit, more fruit than I would normally. Right. Um, so yeah, those are kind of, you know, the unknowns, just, you know, being flexible and knowing that you don't have control over every situation, but you do have control over your thoughts. So recognizing that and working with your thoughts around this whatever circumstance or situation you're in. Excellent. Yes. Flexibility. So Kisa, what did like, what were your nutrition goals for this vacation? And then tell us what actually happened. (laughs) This is going to get to the good stuff. Um, (laughs) So basically my, my nutrition goals for the vacation was to eat foods that are delicious and are traditional to Bali that, that give me energy and promote good digestion. And once again, you know, sticking to those three meals a day and no snacking in between. Um, and then as far as what really happened, this is the good stuff. Um, <laughs> the food. The, the plan for vacation is always so good. <laughs> yeah, I love it. The plan and then what actually happens. Right. Um, no, the food here is so delicious. Um, Balinese cooking uses a lot of different spices as well as curries. Um, and though rice and noodle dishes are popular, there are other offerings as well. Um, a lot of curries as well as meat cooked in spices and vegetable mm. salads or vegetables on the side. And though I prefer to eat more local food, there's no limit to the types of cuisines offered here. Like I mentioned above, you can find anything and everything here pretty much. <laughs> so we've done definitely done a lot of cooking at home, especially when we had relaxing days around the villa. Um, our meals were base were basic since our kitchen was not fully stocked. So we bought some coconut oil and olive oil, salt, pepper, and then a spice blend at the store. Um, so our home cooked meals consisted mainly of vegetables. Like we'd have like two different vegetables and then a protein. And sometimes we would have sweet potatoes. Yes. I love sweet potatoes. And some days were so busy that I didn't even have time to think about snacking. So three meals a day, no snacking was super easy to maintain because we were like, we have breakfast and then we go, you know, do something, have lunch, go do something. And then we would have dinner and then we'd be exhausted and ready for bed. I love it. I was looking at pictures of Bali and yeah, uh, I'm so jealous. (laughs) <laughs> so jealous. It looks gorgeous. The palace, the water, the just everything. It is. It's definitely beautiful. Um, and yeah, so I was, it was easy for me, you know, I was like thinking about, you know, the beautiful water palaces and relaxing and swimming in the ocean and how good that felt. Um, so it was easy. I wasn't thinking about, oh, food, 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 you mm-hmm. know, snack, 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 snack. <laughs> 
you know, that plays like in your mind. You're like, ooh, what am I going to eat now? What's what next? I, I know I'm on vacation. Next. What do I get to eat next? <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. I think uh, that I think that would really help me like distracting myself by actually enjoying the gorgeous place that I'm in. I'm going to yeah. keep that for the next time. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, there were some days when we just relaxed around the villa that were definitely more difficult to stick to the three meals and no snacking. Um, especially when my daughter, as sweet as she is, was cutting three molars and was a bit unpleasant. <laughs> so perfect time for your child to start teething is oh on Oh my vacation. gosh. So it was really easy to grab a handful of almonds mm-hmm. and to buffer from the frustrations of a cranky toddler. Yeah. So yeah, there was definitely snacking that occurred. Um, but I was able to really reflect on why I chose to snack and see that I just didn't want to feel uncomfortable. Right. You know, I'm on vacation. I want to have happy, pleasant feelings <laughs> versus frustration and irritation from my daughter. <laughs> and sometimes snacking brings you there. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that and exactly. And having a snack was just so much more easy or yeah. was much easier than feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. And it was, especially like when we were just around the villa and there were snacks available, it was just so much easier for me to grab a snack and eat versus feeling uncomfortable. And <laughs> yeah. Instead of- being uncomfortable about your child being in pain. Yes. That's oh. yeah. Yeah. So are and there then, are there any other challenges that that we haven't heard about cuz sounds like it like plane ride was pretty good. Yeah. Um well I think you know like just kind of reflecting on the whole trip and just with my experience you know traveling and just really you know being aware of my feelings I've really noticed that, you know, traveling in general is not always comfortable. What? And <laughs> yeah, it's that. not. And there are a lot of unpredictable, <laughs> you know, um, you know, unpredictable children, midnight wake-ups mm. from Antonia, being hot and sticky because we are in a humid, hot environment. Oh, yeah. Um, lack of sleep and compromising when traveling with a group. Mm-hmm. So when I feel uncomfortable or a negative feeling, it's just so much easier just to eat versus right. feeling that negative feeling. And I think like being on vacation, we have that mindset of, you know, I want this to be fun and pleasurable and exciting and I want to feel all the good feelings and I don't want to feel any negative feelings or any uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. So what do you do, especially as overeaters, you know, what do you do in order to feel good? And to buffer from those negative feelings, you eat. And that's what, you know, that's what happened. So, I mean, there were times when I did, you know, sit and feel the negative feelings. But then there's times when, you know, I just snacked and ate. And you know what? It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. So. Totally uh, good. I know Kisa was saying to me yesterday, we checked in yesterday, and she mm -hmm. was like, you know, we have this expectation that this vacation is going to be all happy feelings and that there shouldn't be any. I was like, oh my God, you've solved, you've solved everything. It's true. As soon as I'm uncomfortable, I think something's gone terribly wrong. 
Yeah. It's just and I think it's vacation. Yeah, it's just that mind that vacation mindset too, you know, versus being at home when it's, you know, I'm feeling uncomfortable and that's okay. And it's, right. you know, a little bit easier because that's part of life, but you know, you're on vacation. You want that, those happy, feel good feelings all the time. Everything should feel good. Yeah. Um, and then we had, you know, I had a couple nights of lack of sleep due to, well, we had a red eye flight. Um, and then we had a volcano sunrise hike. Nice. Um, that, you know, we woke up at 2.30 in the morning and then we went and hiked up a volcano and did not see a sunrise. <laughs> no. <laughs> because it was like blustery, windy, rainy, freezing cold. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, we had a great time and it was somewhat hilarious. Um, but needless to say, we were exhausted afterwards. Um, I love those hikes. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, just, you know, lack of sleep and like when I'm overly tired, I generally crave like easy to digest carbohydrates because you're tired and your body, that's like what your body wants is energy. And that's the easiest way to get energy is easy to digest carbohydrates. Kisa, we're back on. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about lack of sleep in volcano Hawaii hikes. No, not Hawaii hikes, volcano hikes. We did have a Hawaii volcano sunrise hike that was very similar to this Bali volcano sunrise hike um, in the sense that we were freezing cold. <laughs> we, don't, we don't plan well for volcano hikes, apparently. So, um, but yeah, a challenge that, we ha- that I had um, was just the lack of sleep due to you know, red-eye flights, um, the sleeping situation in our, we've, we stayed in two different places. So our first place, Antonia didn't have her own room, mm. nor a, like a baby cot or pack and play or anything. So she slept with us, which was not the best situation. And she would wake up in the middle of the night and just, you know, want me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm right there. So um, just kind of like lack of sleep, but this place we have, you know, a little room and baby cot for her. So she's been sleeping through the night, which is awesome. Perfect. Um, and then we had a volcano sunrise hike that, you know, we had to get up at 2.30 a.m. and go hike up a volcano. And it was, you know, freezing cold. We did not see a sunrise. It just oh. got kind of, it was like pitch black and then it just kind of got lighter and it's like white we're like in the clouds so it was funny though we had we had a great time and you know the hike itself was fun do you take Antonia um, like on your back or how does she travel we did not take her on this hike we left her at home with um the grandparents smart which was definitely very smart because we are like when we're hiking we're like oh imagine if we had Antonia right now because it was like windy and like raining and there's a point when I like thought I was gonna fall off the side of the volcano because like this gust of wind came up oh, God. <laughs> and I'm just like whoa and like Austin like grabbed me um it was it was definitely funny um but we're like yeah I'm, we made a good decision by leaving Antonia leaving home. Her home. but we would have I mean usually when we go hiking we just put her on our back I usually take the downhill Mm-hmm. leg and Austin will carry her up nice good choice pretty sweet um, 
And then, I mean, we have a backpack too, so we'll usually switch in the backpack. Usually it's not as heavy as Antonia. At one point, I think it was like, it was like the same, but now that she's bigger, she's definitely heavier than the backpack. (laughs) Right. But yeah, you know, like lack of sleep, we crave, our body will crave starchy, Mm -hmm. easily digestible foods because that's like the quickest form of energy. Um, So just being tired, you know, you have like those extra cravings of um, just kind of starchy or carb filled foods. So like for me, it would be like fruit. Like I just want to eat a bunch of fruit. Right. It'll Uh, solve everything. (laughs) It will solve everything for sure. It will solve my tiredness and my discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was a challenge. So yeah, lack of sleep and, you know, traveling with a group. I think I mentioned this before, but you know, you can't always eat when you want. You can't always eat where you want. So there's a lot of, you know, compromises going in and just understanding that, that you're going to have not always get what you want. (laughs) And that can be uncomfortable too. (laughs) I sound like such a little, uh, Chris. No, it's true though. You're trying to plan ahead. You know, you're trying to plan ahead. All right, I'll eat at this time and here's what I'll eat. Yeah. Yeah. With a group and they're like, actually, we'd like to eat at 10 p.m. And we want what you want. Exactly. Sometimes you have to make choices. (laughs) So so what do you do when you don't stick to your plan? You know, you had these goals. Sometimes it doesn't work out the way you thought it was going to. How do you handle that? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a really great question. Um, Cause I think, you know, we tend to beat ourselves up when we don't do what we have planned or our plan doesn't work out. Um, but really like on this trip, I wanted to focus on not beating myself up or getting upset when mm-hmm. I chose to snack. Um, but really like reflecting on the situation. And um, so I would ask myself, what was the reason I snacked Mm -hmm. and I would look at it from a point of curiosity and how I can change a similar situation in the future versus getting mad and yelling at myself or beating myself up for having a snack to learn. So yeah, learning more of like a learning experience versus um, like, Oh, you did something wrong Mm -hmm. and you need to be punished for it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, it's so funny when you say it out loud. I know, but that's totally, you know, I either go, I have this plan and I didn't stick to it and I'm such a, you know, fill in the blank for, for not sticking to it. Or I go, oh, well, I guess I can't stick to the plans I make. And I just, just eat what I want instead of like, I like the way that sounds like you, you thought about it, kind of figured out why you, you know, were deviating from your original plan and just like, okay, no big deal. Yeah. Back to and, yeah, exactly. And also I know that when I get home, I will be back to my routine and my familiar foods mm-hmm. and I know exactly what I need to do if I gained a pound or two. So right. it's not, you know, it's not that big of a deal. For no me, big I deal. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. So. Right on. Wow. So much good info. Thank you for, for being on assignment. Yeah, you know what? It's it's been a really difficult couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> you know, like the doing the hard work really Bali <laughs> because you know most of us we don't have the strength for that. Yeah, yeah, I know it is difficult. Um, and I gotta say, I love my job. 
So, so do you have any tips for us, Kisa? Are you going to give us your, yeah. your top five tips for healthy eating while on vacation? Yeah, definitely. I have some, um, some tips for y'all and uh, my top five tips for, you know, eating healthy on vacation. Number one would be to do your research. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're exploring a new place, look online and check out some restaurants near where you'll be staying. Uh, look for restaurants that will appeal to your entire party. So maybe they'll have a variety of foods um, and with some healthy options. And if you're traveling to a different country, check out their local cuisine before you go so you know what uh, foods to expect. You can make plans around their local foods. In Bali, rice is very popular. So I knew um, I was going to plan on eating rice there. Um, and also, you know, like, limiting not I don't want to say limiting but having a set amount of what I was going to eat too so just thinking ahead about it yeah just thinking ahead knowing that it's going to be there so I'm going to eat you know half a cup and then my second tip would be expect the unexpected you know traveling is exciting and adventurous and with that comes the unexpected so plans don't always turn out the way that you thought they would right you get you know, stuff it, stuck in a traffic jam and it puts you an hour late for dinner. Uh, your child's having a difficult time adjusting to the time change and wakes up maybe at the crack of dawn. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. <laughs> right. Um, or, you know, the dish you ordered may not turn out to be what you expected. Oh, um, that, you know, I didn't think about that. Sometimes I yeah. order food. I don't even know what it is I'm ordering. Yeah. And that, you know, that happened to me a time or two and I'm just like, Oh, not what I expected. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, like, what are you going to do? So yeah, just being open-minded, expect the unexpected when traveling, you know, and that mindset will help you be more open to things not going exactly as planned. Mm -hmm. Um, My tip number three is to be willing to feel uncomfortable. This was huge for me. Uh, this is kind of, I feel like this was like my, I don't want to say eat healthy while you're on vacation. <laughs> right. You know, um, you know, we want to have fun. We want to feel good while on vacation. And part of that, especially for me, is eating yummy food and snacking. Like that's like feel good right there. Right. Um, Nobody wants to feel frustrated, irritated, deprived, or any other negative feeling while enjoying their holiday. So often we overeat because we don't want to feel a negative feeling um, or overdrink. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as, you know, as overeaters, we use food as an uh, emotional cover or a way to feel pleasure and not feel a negative feeling. Uh, when we're on vacation, it's easy to overeat. Um, something unplanned uh, to cover up unwanted feeling, feelings. So your willingness to feel uncomfortable while traveling will greatly decrease your overeating or off-protocol eating. And yes. then my next tip would be to be kind to yourself. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. I like it when people uh, most, are kind to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like you're kind to other people, be kind to yourself. Um, So most likely things are not going to go as planned and off protocol foods will slip into a meal or you will eat until you're stuffed 
and that's okay. Do not beat yourself up for eating um, anything that's unplanned. So uh, maybe gelato after lunch, um, let it go, get on with your day. Be kind and make yeah. observations about your behavior versus degrading yourself. So I love that. From like this observation versus beating yourself up. Yeah. I always I tell my clients, you know, if beating yourself up worked, I'd say keep doing it, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> it and doesn't it no. feel good. No, it does not feel good. If it was effective, I'd say do it. But but really being kind to yourself is overall the most effective way to handle all of it. Yeah, definitely. So, and my last tip, um, for eating healthy on a vacation would be to look for pleasure in non-food activities. Mm-hmm. So when traveling, look for ways to enjoy and explore the area that don't involve food. So maybe it's a show or a play, a museum or art gallery or hike or a walking tour around the area. Uh, this will take the emphasis off food and on, you know, put it on other aspects of traveling and exploring. Yeah. And I think that might, you know, it takes a little more effort when you're used to planning your whole vacation around like which restaurants you're going to go to, mm-hmm. but ultimately worthwhile, like planning activities, yeah. planning. Things. Yeah. Oh, definitely. All right. Excellent tips, Kisa. Thank you, Mary. Very good. Thanks for being on assignment in Bali. And yeah, uh, definitely, definitely enjoyed this this assignment. <laughs> perfect. We'll send you on more. We've got tons okay. of cash. Tons of cash. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, that's all we have for you today. Um, thanks for listening in, and of course, always, if you want to know more about dieting, what foods we're recommending. Um, if you'd like more support with changing your eating habits or getting healthier, dealing with emotional eating or decreasing your alcohol intake, you can contact either one of us. We both love to chat. Uh, you can find me at mm-hmm. Facebook at Mary Preston LMFT and on Instagram at Mary Preston. And then of course there's my website, www.maryelisepreston.com. And then you can find Kisa at Instagram at clean living underscore dirty world or on Facebook at Kisa Amaro health coach. And she does lots of meal inspirations and pictures and she's always making me drool. (laughs) And then she says her website is on the way. Yeah. It's looking good. It's looking good. Excellent. All right, you guys, thanks for coming. We will see you at our next podcast on the Mary and Kisa show.